0: It's a hard life.
1: It is a hard life. A hard life. Oh, it's a hard.
0: is up Barry motherfucking D what is up Craig and what is up to Buster motherfucking chair our special guest tonight thank you guys thank you guys for having me I'm excited so Buster is what a co-founder of a huge Instagram page right hoops nation I started it just me just you oh so, uh, I'm sorry to insult you people. <laughs> Is it true you're 19 years old, Barry Tomey? This is true. And when did you start that page? So I started that page back on
1: Facebook in 2014, built it up on Facebook, then jumped over to Snapchat, which was the hottest platform at the time, then Instagram, and now uh, building it up on TikTok, but really started in 2014, just blogging about basketball back then on Facebook.
0: All right, and how sick and tired of you of even talking about that shit? Everybody asks you that right out of the gate. Of course,
1: every single time. It is the number one question <laughs> out of the gate every time. Same answer because it's the truth. But uh, sometimes people decide to, like, dive a little deeper into it. Um, and sometimes people are like, oh, OK, that's boring. Next question.
0: <laughs> All right. We're going to dive deep, but into a lot of stuff you probably never expected. Tonight, I'm, okay? That's
1: what I'm most excited about. That's why I'm happy I'm here.
0: Right. And Buster, I need to thank you, actually.
2: Because, yeah. um, so like two weeks ago, we get this message from your boy, Ross, that, yes. you know, says, you know, that you'd be interested in coming on the pod. And, you know, to be honest, I did not know who you were. Hoops Nation, I knew of, but I didn't know the guy behind it. So I figured, let me dive Don't little... insult our guests like that, Barry. You have I'm to speaking, at least I, pretend. I'm getting, well, I'm getting to the thank you. I <laughs> okay. So, I, yeah. I decided to dive a little deeper and so you know i see you got a podcast you know and like i said i've heard of hoops nation of course so i check out the last podcast that you had done at the time which was with ceo charlie charlie rocket who i also have never heard of i mean i'm 41 years old so i am not like in the instagram scene i have an instagram account but i never open it you know um i'm not you know I'm not invested in social media let me just say that so i didn't and I, and, and i don't know two chains and you know hip-hop that whole scene either but i okay. listened to that episode with charlie rocket and i was like super enlightened so you opened the door for me to know who this guy was and then like i dove deeper into him and like i'm totally into him now um I love you know that. so i want to thank you for that because i wouldn't have known any of that and and if any, if nobody else like checked out your stuff like go back he you had uh chris brickley on your show which was an awesome interview there so Thank Good you. stuff, man.
1: I appreciate that. that. That is very kind. I'm glad you did the deep dive on the Charlie episode. Charlie's, <laughs> Charlie's a cool cat.
2: Yeah, totally. Like, I, I'm like addicted now, you know, <laughs> listening to, to
0: his rants and uh, just like his whole way of thinking. It's pretty Oh, man,
1: cool. I love that. I'll definitely tell
0: him. All right, so Buster, your boy Ross said you're trying to do a podcast a day for 365 days. What, what podcast number is this on, on that way to 365
1: well, today is January 15, so it's around 15.
0: Oh, so, okay. That makes perfect sense. It started with the new year. Yeah. Uh, there's no way you're getting to 365. There's oh. no way. <laughs> right? You
1: do. I can stack, though. That is within the, the rule book that I set I set at the beginning of the new year, um, where I could, like if I missed a week or I was out for a week, I could hit four or five on a Friday
0: afternoon and call it a week. Now, why, why the fuck would you do that to yourself? Because... <laughs> I mean, I don't even want to do one podcast Honestly, a week and here you are doing one a day. Why
1: would you do that? So it's being a guest on one a day in addition to the one a week or two to three a week that I'm recording of my own. And reason being, I think every podcast, especially for somebody like me, will bring something different out of me, right? It's like this is a, this is a Nick's podcast. And the reason I'm so excited about being on your guys' podcast is because... It's something that I'm very passionate about that I very rarely get to talk about at length um, or with other people that are just as, if not more passionate about it than I. Um, So that's very exciting as opposed to like, let's say I go on this other podcast about talking about another random interest of mine, you know, talking about like, let's say uh, like sports memorabilia for an hour or like sleep for an hour or like meditation or, you know, basketball drills you know like whatever it is any podcast will bring something different out of you and as someone who just wants to be able to clip a lot of this kind of stuff up to be able to put out on social and promote when i go on other people's stuff and and help lift those up i think it's really cool to get a lot of different perspectives from that and i think going on different people's podcasts brings that out of you
0: all right so let's talk about that you're you're a big knicks fan i noticed i think on your podcast artwork that you know it's a shot of the back you wearing a knicks jersey Yeah. How long have you been a Knicks fan? I assume forever. And what role did that play in getting started with Hoops Nation?
1: It played a huge role. So I became a Knicks fan around 2000, I want to say nine-ish. I was nine years old, so it was really the first team, them and the Yankees. I got very lucky with the Yankees my first year being a fan. They won won the World Series in their new stadium. The Knicks did not. Um, But I, and the second the Yankees won too, I kind of like left like interest was lost in the Yankees because they had achieved the greatest thing they could have possibly achieved. So all my marbles were now in like the Knicks fandom basket and they've really been there since. Um, I just love watching the Knicks that Friday night Knicks theme song and and all that is just, it takes me straight to being like a middle schooler just watching the Knicks and being pumped about Danilo Gallinari scoring 18 points in a game or you know, David did, Lee. Did you
0: not? Did you not think Danilo Gallinari was going to be like the greatest player ever? I thought they were I all going to be the greatest player ever. honestly. Yeah, much.
1: <laughs> I thought Ronnie Turiaf was a triple-double machine. You know, come to find. out. And you out. were
0: nine. At you were like nine at the time of Gallinari. I was a little bit older. I was like 11, 12. You know what's you know what's really fucking sad what? is that I, then I was like 30 and 31 and uh, I was basically viewing Gallinari the same way an 11 year old would, you know, <laughs> and that's that's pretty sad, dude. You're speaking to two 40 plus year old <laughs> Knicks fans on a Wednesday night. I get you're doing that to do a podcast a day. Tell us a little bit about. Cause I'm fucking jealous, dude. You're you're 18, 19. 19. 19, 19, 19, 19. Yeah. Sorry, whatever. <laughs> to fucking make a difference you're, you're, <laughs> you're 19 <laughs> you, this is what you do right yeah this is all this is all you do you just do basketball shit all day long every day pretty much barry I'm what the fuck lucky. are we doing with our lives right now because <laughs> i've had the most miserable fucking week going to work and here i am on a podcast we're talking to buster he's living the dream <laughs> tell us like what what did you fucking do today i want to know you uh, wake what time did you wake up
1: So I woke up around 9 a.m., worked out, started posting on across the different medias, um, had to write my editor, video editor, who's currently in Germany. So we hopped on uh, on the phone early this morning to talk about this week's episode which is getting edited the micro content's getting created and then i have someone who i talk to on the phone right after that who's handling the distribution for the episode so by the time that was done i started focusing on the hoops nation content for the day so i talked to my tiktok editor i talked to my linkedin editor i talked to the guy who helps source content and then i talked to each partner who i have individual series with that i put out every day so one is a low light so we put out two low lights a day which are like bloopers essentially that we put across tiktok instagram and snapchat and then i talked to another guy who helps source the overall content then i looked through every reddit feed that i look through every morning i look through uh, all twitter notifications from over the night to keep up okay that's that. enough bit buster no. and this is <laughs> i, like, I can
0: tell that this is where you're like all right shut the fuck up i work all day long let me list everything i do
1: <laughs> yeah so i will though break down and i think there is value in this uh kind of like every, like, the five different, like, pillars of kind of how I'm able to, like, only do that. So Hoops Nation is one pillar, um, which has subsidiaries such as Cards Nation, which is the sports card media outlet that I'm building underneath that. Um, There's, like, the Buster brand where I've, you know, like, been able, been very, very lucky to do cool stuff like, uh, you know, be in a Nike commercial or, you know, I host shows for the NBA and also broadcast games on League Pass. Um, So that's under like the Buster brand where I also do public speaking. So I spoke at Instagram's first ever um, influencer conference, you know, right before Mark Zuckerberg, which is ridiculous. But um, so there's that pillar. And then the other pillar is like all the miscellaneous social media projects and consulting I do for different companies and leagues and athletes. So it's like
0: a combination of
1: all, of all of those things, but I definitely think anyone super passionate about sports should should take a advantage of social media because they can really turn it into a career.
0: Yeah, so you're fucking killing it. Actually, give us give me some advice. I want some advice. I can't figure Instagram out. Okay, or even Facebook. What's the key to starting some of that growth? I know it all takes time. Any tips you could give any of our listeners or even us about you know p- putting content to Instagram and what clicks for everyone and what helps grow that follower base?
1: Yeah. So I I think being diversified across all the platforms is super important. So you guys like for this podcast, for example, taking the video, uploading it onto YouTube, but maybe there was a two minute segment, which was way better than anything else. You then clip that two minute segment. You put that on a separate YouTube channel, which is now highlights for that channel. You take a one minute version of that. You put that on LinkedIn because the maximum length is one minute there you take you make it vertical for instagram you call that an igtv which would be a, a longer than one minute form for instagram you take a 30 second clip because that's what will probably perform better on twitter and then if you're crazy you could take a 13 second clip from one of that and put it next to a basketball highlight or something if we're talking about the Knicks. And then put that up on TikTok and then whichever performed the best, share that across every platform.
0: All right, Barry, why don't you do all that shit and I'll keep doing what I've been doing. Yeah, because I was just thinking you hate just editing
2: the podcast at the end, which is basically just putting the intro music in at the beginning (laughs) and at the end. And you feel like that's too
0: much work. (laughs) Oh, fuck you, dude. That is, you know, that is not all I do. All right. (laughs) Put the intro music at the beginning. Barry goes to sleep after we fucking record. Legend. Immediately. (laughs) Goes right to sleep, and then I'm up for like three hours working on this shit. (laughs) And you're going to sit here and tell me that, Barry? I do have it pretty good. (laughs) When he fucked up a couple weeks ago, I was telling you before we started recording. Yeah. I had to call him, and he was already fucking laying on his back in bed in his little pajamas. (laughs) Right, Barry? (laughs) Sure, sure. And then we had to record, and he was fucking yawning the whole time because he couldn't handle staying up past like midnight. Oh, my God. All right, Buster. Enough on Barry. Barry, you have any questions about for Buster before we get into like Kenny Wooten? You know, talking about <laughs> everyone killing MSG for doling out thousand dollar worth of scratch off lottery tickets for half court shots, 500 buck value. Right there. Yeah, all
1: that good shit. <laughs> <laughs> Probably the greatest thing that's ever happened. All
0: right, well, since we're there, let's talk about that. I saw this clip today online. What show was that from? Uh, was, I think it was on ESPN. Sports Nation, I believe. Okay. Sports Nation, where they were killing the Knicks. You know, they were saying that the Lakers handed out hundred grand for someone hitting <laughs> that half-court shot. <laughs> they Yet did. Yet everybody takes this opportunity to kill the Knicks and how pathetic our franchise is. You see a guy that... You know, real, it hit the same shot you hit for half court
1: and win $100,000? And we as the Knicks organization are going to offer this man
2: a $1,000 and scratch off tickets? So a couple of things. One, it's not a blessing. It's not a blessing <laughs> to have to scratch through all those tickets. But the other thing is, if you're the Knicks, how are you going to have the sponsor of the half court shot? Have a prize like that. It just look. You don't have a lot going for you right now. (laughs) You gotta make the in-game entertainment as amazing as possible. So I'm I'm saying, even though I know my man wants to be humble and say, you know what, I
0: think you won about five hundred bucks off of those thousand. That's nice and it's better than nothing. But come on, man. What's your take on that, Buster? I think that if
1: you're going to be charging three hundred dollars for a mid-level seat at Madison Square Garden, the prize should at least be. the $100,000 multiplied version of that. So now Did you
0: hear, though, Did you hear though, that that contest isn't uh, you get one shot to hit half court shot? Did you hear that?
1: What is it, two or three? No,
0: you get like, how I many times do you I, get? 30 I, seconds. I think you have 30 seconds. But
2: you yeah. also, before you take the shot, you spin a wheel to see what you're going to be playing for. So none of them, like none of the options was hundred grand. But like one was $10,000 cash. One oh. was like a Kia and then the one he landed on happened to be a thousand dollars in scratch offs because it was sponsored by the New York lottery, which yeah, I and agree. He it's knew a that shitty beforehand? He knew it beforehand. Yep. And he he I do reaction think it's pretty shitty.
0: Super. You know, but, very Yeah. Yeah. And, but 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 it's just it is funny that, you know, you know, people love to kill the Knicks and Dolan and M S G that the first chance they get, they don't even look into the situation. If he, had, if he had spun and got the chance to win a Kia for 30 seconds to hit a half-court shot, that's a fucking great chance at a car.
1: True. Why would they put themselves in that position, though? Because if he does get it and he did make it, which is exactly what, would have, what happened, you'd have to think that they would have some foresight to, to see how that would not be a, a beautiful reaction from the rest of the world.
2: Wasn't that like how many times did something like this happen with the Knicks where it's like they look back on it and they wish they didn't do it or they did it a different way? Like it, it happens all the time for them. So, yeah, I'm sure they regret it now. I mean, it's getting so much uh, so much hate for the whole thing. Did you see did you see the guy's quote in the, the World Wide Wob uh, interview? <laughs> <laughs> what he said about it because no, re- he asked me like what this tell us. So, you have it.
0: Barry's looking up at his fucking whiteboard right now. Yeah, I, I love to now. give this away. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so, after, so ask
2: about you know the shot and about his winnings. His response was, and I quote, "I was just like, what the fuck, man? Some dude just won hundred thousand dollars doing the same shit in L.A. and I get some bum ass lottery tickets. Still a blessing
0: though. And that's a fucking Knicks fan.
2: Yeah, that was a Knicks fan." not right supposedly he makes half court shots all the
0: time in the street he said one
1: thing i will say though is what was also in that article was the fact that a big youtuber named mr beast saw the shot and decided to give the guy ten thousand dollars to build yeah obviously he decided to do that because he thought it would be enough good publicity for him to build his own (laughs) brand and a good thing that's how it is (laughs) um like that's the reality but it's also dope for the guy so that is that's a lot a lot better as well good for him
0: And who the fuck is this Mr. Beast Buster? You know him? Uh,
1: Yeah, I actually met him in a Knicks game one time. Um, He is a really big YouTuber, and his whole thing is doing crazy giveaways that no one has ever done before. I know there was one time where he bought a house just to tip the house to a pizza delivery man. So the pizza delivery man (laughs) came to the house with a pizza, And he was like, here's your tip. And gave him the keys to the house and gave him the house. And that was like a really big video of his.
0: Fuck, that's insane. Insane,
1: (laughs) right? That is great. Great content.
0: (laughs) Buster, you just talked about meeting Mr. Beast at a Knicks game. Let me tell you something about Barry. Barry's trying right now to win, not to win, (laughs) to gamble his way to getting both me and him courtside seats. Actually, now they're seats behind the bench because they're Mm. cheaper. To a Knicks game. Barry, where are we at? I need an update. All right. So from last
2: week, all right, we were at like 1180, right? Okay. I dipped down to 600 on Monday, but then I won what? five straight games back up to 1100, but I got $700 playing tonight. Are you out of your mind? You have $700 playing tonight? Yeah, and uh, some of the games are over. <laughs> <already>. <laughs> oh, fuck? Getting... Barry, you could blow the whole thing in one night or most of it. Okay, here we go. So one game I bet $300 on, and that was Indiana against the Timberwolves. The Timberwolves were only getting two points. And I was scratching my head, how are they only getting two points? But sure enough, the Pacers beat them out. So we got $300 there. I got Chicago over the Wizards. They only had to win by four. They won by nine. So we got 100 there, so we're up 400. I took Brooklyn getting seven points against Philly, and they were fucking up most of this game. And then it was super close, and then Philly went ahead at the end. So we lost that one. And we lost OKC against Toronto. It was $100 on each of those games. And we got one more in the books. I've got Dallas over Sacramento. I think Sacramento is getting
0: four. We're going to come out okay tonight. Can you slow down with this, Barry? That's too many games for you in the morning. It's a lot of games. I'm nervous. It's a lot lot of games to keep track of.
2: Some games, you know, some nights I only do two games. Some nights only, you know, today it felt, you know, I like these (laughs) I like these games.
0: (laughs) That is the most you've ever done in one night.
2: That's the most in one night, yeah. I love it. We're
0: all right. So Knicks fans were pining for a while about signing this, this guy we've been seeing in G League over and over with these crazy blocks, these two-handed blocks that, I, I mean, it's amazing. And these dunks, Kenny Wooten, finally, after everyone on Twitter and Instagram begging the Knicks front office to sign this dude to a two-way contract before anyone else in the league could snag him up. We got him. We got the, the best talent in New York City on our Knicks. <laughs> okay. I, I need to know, like, for real. How excited I need to be about this guy. Because I think we should ask Buster because it's fucking Hoops Nation. And you, you know, <laughs> what's the deal? Should we be getting excited about Kenny Wooten? Or is this just like a typical Knicks bullshit?
1: You know, I think it's someone every... Like, there's always a thing to talk about. And this is the thing to talk about. I think he's a really talented player, you know, as is... Uh, another guy who's been uh, two-way for quite a while, Brezdikas, who I'm a really big fan of. Um, I watched him in Summer League, and he looked a lot better than RJ. So, and then I saw that he was playing for Westchester to start off the season, and I was disappointed in
0: that. By the way, we don't talk about Brezdikas on this show. Oh? <laughs> just, Is this true? We've got a little <laughs> thing with Brezdikas. He's the, got a thing uh, with us, issue? and we've got a thing with him.
1: There's beef. There's beef between the podcast?
0: Yeah! Oh, yeah! What happened? Major beef! I need to hear this now. His lawyer reached us. To, reached out to us. No way. Was that before the season or at the very beginning For of real? the season?
2: Yeah, um, to to
0: to take down our content because it was disrespectful to Dakis, his girlfriend, and women across the world. Right? Is no. that pretty much it? Yeah, that was pretty much it. Yeah. <laughs> what
1: would you guys okay. say?
0: Brasdekas posted an Instagram video earlier this year of himself playing the bongos on his girlfriend's behind Speaking on of Kenny Wooten, um, really talented player. Buster's moving on. <laughs> Buster's like, I did not know what I got myself involved in with this um, podcast. No,
1: I think I'm actually excited to see what he does. I'm excited for anything, but I'm really excited for free agency. Uh, in the year 2087, when the Knicks pick up their first All-Star in free agency.
0: <laughs> it's a long road ahead, isn't it? You really did shift gears there. What's going on?
1: <laughs> what, from bongo drums?
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I ca- <laughs> I can't just ignore that. You got to keep the image clean, right? No, I just thought it was funny for you guys. <laughs> oh, just us and not you?
1: it was very funny for me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. But Kenny Wooten, uh, are you excited about him? At heart, you're a Knicks fan buster. Yeah, I'm I'm excited. you have to be pumped to see him play, right?
1: Yeah, I'm excited for something different. Um, I think, you know, being a two-way player, he's inherently going to show out, you know, 120% as opposed to everyone else's 85 (laughs) (laughs) on a (laughs) night-to-night basis. Especially, you know, going from the the crowd size, going from, you know, 500 people to 30,000 you know, the energy is just going to hopefully bring the best out of him. And if he does, he's going to be, you know, a really solid player for the New York Knicks, especially the rest of this season. Um, and if he's not, you know, that's why he's a two way player.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think he'll be fun to watch, but simply because, you know, he's a six foot eight forward that's averaging three and a half blocks a game, which is pretty impressive. Usually the guys that get those numbers are, you know, bordering seven feet. Um, but that, I think, is like the only. That and like the dunking is like the only aspect to his game. I don't think he's not gonna move the needle. You know, nobody's no. gonna move the needle. Obviously, <laughs> right. you know. So it's you know another fun aspect to watch when he pops in the game. But uh, you know, it is pretty funny that people are like clamoring for him to be brought up. You know, for so long now from the G League, where it's like you know I don't know what everybody expects. And then the next name on the list is gonna be what Lamar Peters. Is he the, the next one that people are gonna be clamoring for from from Westchester? What's who's what's better, Kenny
0: Luton or Crumb Cake?
2: That's a tough one, Craig. Yeah, you like Crumb Cake, Buster? You ever hear of Clarkson Avenue Crumb Cake Company? I have not. Well, you're missing out because they have been doing their thing. <laughs> www.clarksonavcrumb.com, and you could order yourself an eight by eight Crumb Cake. They've got these Crumkins that come in mini muffin form. <laughs> they come in great flavors like salted Bustle's caramel. Like, what the fuck
0: is going on? They got
2: on. classic Crumb blackout joe and they'll they'll send them right to your door i'm gonna do it what what promo code do i use hard Nick's life and you'll get 23 percent off your order and that's in honor of
0: mitchell robinson all right thank goodness they're delicious as they say crumb get some one of our listeners sent an instagram photo to like a dm to me with a photo of a half-eaten box of crumpkins they sent it to you today yeah, yeah. Oh, he was—he was just like, "Thanks a lot, guys." And he was like, "He said they should be illegal," which I think is a little extreme. It's a nice compliment.
1: Damn, I need some now. (laughs) (laughs) No, they're
0: fucking good. All right, the next, we've lost six of our last seven. Julius Randall's back. And I do want to say, I know Barry, you and I, Barry, were on the last podcast, were sort of having some fun talking about, you know, why Julius Randall might not be around because it was so mysterious oh, for a right, while. Right, right. Yeah, the personal um, reasons. Thing, yeah. yeah, hearing that the personal reasons were actually personal reasons, actually, really, you know, tough personal reasons since he lost his grandmother. Prayers to him and his family, yeah. right? I actually Absolutely. felt pretty bad after that podcast because fucking, like, every Nick at that time seemed to be out game after game for personal reasons. And everyone, I know all Knicks fans were talking like, oh, Julius Randle, they told him he was going to get traded. He's going to get traded for Andre Drummond with Frank nilakina I mean, fucking Knicks fans. Ruthless. Meanwhile, no trades are happening.
1: Never. They never do. What do
0: you think about that whole Andre Drummond thing? I love Andre Drummond. Andre Drummond...
1: Personally, is one of the nicest players in the NBA, really good guy, um, and a really, really good fantasy basketball player. (laughs) He (laughs) grabs every rebound. If you can snag him in the second round of your fantasy draft, go ahead. But I, I don't know if he's worth trading away an entire roster of young talent and draft picks and Julius
0: Randle to get. I mean, I wouldn't trade any assets, especially if you're the Knicks, right? A team who we're not going to make the playoffs. We're not obviously not making a run at anything for, a, for a, basically a rental player. I don't care how the good last, they are. You can't I, give I anything I love up. Andre
1: Drummond. The last thing in the world we want is, I'm not saying this would happen, but a Joakim Noah, you know, big contract, you know, later in his career. In, like, I just don't, I don't even want to talk about it. Like, I don't want that to happen.
0: Right, especially at that position, right? That's not really necessary in today's game. Of
1: course. Game we need We need our stars, man, and Andre Drummond is not that for our draft picks, Julius Randle and probably a couple other youngsters
0: so let me ask you this he's he's going to be a free agent this year. I think he has a player option, and everyone says he's going to opt out and that's a big reason why I wouldn't want to trade any assets for him if he had a if he had more of a long term deal right now, would you still not consider Andre Drummond just because of you you wouldn't want that much money tied up in that style player?
1: I think if he ended up in New York and he saw the money that he would be making as a New York Knicks from the additional marketing that he would be marketing deals that he would be getting from uh, every you know different direction as opposed to what he's currently getting in Detroit. Uh, I think he would resign in a heartbeat because I think that's one of the biggest things that players I wish realized more about coming to the Knicks were the marketing dollars that they're going to be getting off the court, and I think that's one of the biggest pitches the Knicks should use. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. I do think Andrew Drummond would probably re-sign, though, knowing him and knowing, you know, his off-the-court interests in, in New York and what that would bring to him. I think he would probably re-sign. So I don't, I don't take that into too much account. Um, but with that being said, the Knicks could give it a go in free agency.
2: You know, you, you brought up, like, all the marketing opportunities that, you know, maybe some players don't k- take into account, you know, when they come to New York. But, you know, one thing that's resurfaced again um, that people have been talking about um is the practice facility being in tarrytown and being not in the city and yeah and you know the media's brought it up because they're hearing it from players and knicks fans are saying oh you know it's nothing it's not a big deal and i you know people have to understand that that it is a big deal i mean anybody that's considering a new location for their job whatever the job is the players live in westchester yeah, yeah, exactly. And then, with like, even some players have said that when they have home games, for the amount of time it takes to get to the Garden on some days, which could be, you know, an hour and a half or more, you know, it feels like a road game to them. And Nick fans have to sympathize with that a little bit. And, I mean, Craig, like, you, you almost switched jobs recently, correct? I mean, what do you mean? I did switch jobs. You did switch jobs. and wasn't And wasn't, like, one of the big factors... You know, Obviously, you look at money and, and this and that, but wasn't one of the big factors is your commute? Buster, I was driving to Stanford,
0: Connecticut every day for pff, six years. From Long Island. Which was fucking brutal, like 100 miles a day. It, it can make you miserable, and it really does. People were laughing when everyone was saying that could affect your lifestyle, your commute. It's yeah. not that big of a deal. It really does affect your whole lifestyle. Yeah, whether
2: you have a driver or not, it doesn't yeah. matter. and And you can't say, well, they're making so much money. Yeah, but they can make that money. Wherever they play, so if you know if it's going to be easier and like yeah. less stress on them to play somewhere else, I, I think it's a bigger factor than than people are admitting that it is. And also, since it is the Garden, it's not like they can just roll
1: in there any day and shoot around like literally every other team can do.
0: Right? Knicks fans were arguing about this on Twitter. Like, they're first of all, Knicks fans. We all hate each other. I've come <laughs> to realize. Really? <laughs> we do. Yeah. I mean, it's like. It's always half the fan base is pitted against the other half. It's the fucking people who hate Frank versus the people who love him. It's the people who hate Melo versus the people who fucking love him. It's the people who think, you know, uh, the Knicks could possibly one day have a practice facility in Manhattan versus the ones who are like, no, you're fucking out of your mind. There's nowhere in Manhattan where they could ever have a practice facility. It's too difficult. I was arguing with people about that. I'm like, what do you mean it's too difficult? To get a practice facility in I fucking a, Manhattan. I know a facility, by the
1: way, that I can recommend that they can use three blocks from Madison Square Garden. The only <laughs> indoor private court that's NBA regulation size is three blocks. It's in a building called uh, the Eugene, and it's, two, it's literally two and a half blocks from Madison Square Garden. No one is ever in there. It's in a residential building, but I'm sure the New York Knicks could work out a deal where the Knicks could practice there every day and no resident would complain. Well, there are
0: people on Twitter that would say you were fucking out of your mind (laughs) that they've been studying the real estate in Manhattan for years and you don't know anything about real estate because it cannot happen. It's fucking lunacy because you're talking about Manhattan, dude. You don't need land. Any building can go up and up and there's new buildings being built every day. There's tons of deals you could cut with whoever. One of the arguments Knicks fans say is, well, they'd have to house the Rangers for their practices. That's and ridiculous. No, they don't. They don't need to do that. They don't need to all be under one roof.
2: Right. And not. what's the
0: deal? They have a contract with the with
2: the with the facility in Tarrytown. Is that? That's right? the other argument. But that but Bolin they can. I'm sure deal they can. With I'm
1: sure they can buy out of that contract if they had to. And I'm sure it's not the craziest contract in the world either. <laughs> if it's that <laughs> yeah. far out of the city.
0: Yeah. And I'm, I'm glad shit. we're talking to a sensible Nick fan tonight, Gary. <laughs> so far, I so really good. am. So far. <laughs> Aside from the, you know, the Brazdaikis shit. But...
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just thought you guys didn't want to talk about it, so I was easing the pain my way. Yeah,
0: oh, no, I was no, ab- I was about to about get it, really yeah. into it, but we've done it. It's all been done. <laughs> Do you like Frank Buster? Uh,
1: yeah, I, I like him. I'm hopeful.
0: Yeah, you think he has a super bright future? You think he's more of a role player? Or more you think he's way too young to judge him right now?
1: More of a role player. I have not seen the superstar capabilities that I've seen a few people talking about here and there. But I don't want to see him go anywhere. But it would also not uh, keep me from sleeping
0: at night if he was not a New York Knick. Did you ever at any point... As a Knicks fan, believe Frank was going to be the next Giannis? No, I did not. Oh, I did. I, I'll admit it. All right, I did not. I may have thought that about
1: Brzezicki. I'm just kidding. And then I saw him doing the bongo, and it was totally lost on me. Right.
0: I'm just kidding. What Nick, over your uh, your time being Knicks fan, were you totally wrong about? You know, you did have those lofty expectations, and they were nothing. Everyone, um, no,
1: I, I, really thought Carmelo Anthony was going to take us to like deep in a conference finals. You know, I my to this day the best game I've ever been to, Melo's sixty two point game, January twenty fourth, twenty fourteen. Best game I've ever been to.
0: What well, have you have you gotten a chance to like interview any Knicks or spend significant time with any current actually current Knicks? Let's talk current Knicks.
1: Yeah, I spent a little bit of time with Julius um, earlier this year. Seems like a super nice guy.
0: Yeah, are you a big believer in Julius? Because a lot of Knicks fans... It's another one, I think, where... It's probably like more 75-25. Yeah, a lot so of I Knicks actually, fans want to see Julius gone, but I like him.
1: I had this super hot take before the season started, um, and I knew like kind of the injuries that were going around with Zion, and I said um, a couple times that this season, <laughs> we are better off with Julius Randle than Zion Williamson. Because if you think that Zion Williamson is going to put up 22, 8, and 4. You're out of your mind, if he even plays. Um, and I got a lot of heat for that, but I stand by it.
0: So stat-wise, obviously, Julius Randle. And just by playing, it's better than Zion right now, right? <laughs> right. Um, some, Knicks fans, some Knicks, Knicks fans week. almost think that, you know, Randle's a turnover machine, low basketball IQ, whatever almost addition by subtraction. They want to give him up for for anything. are, are you one of the, you like Julius on this team for
1: now, but obviously yeah. we're in a position where if the right offer comes across, you know, hopefully the right decision is
2: made. Yeah, I mean, he's turned it around. Yeah, the, the first few months he was a turnover machine. The last 2 months or last month and a half at least, um he's looked a lot better, hell of a lot better. He's playing great he's over making, his last two games. Dude. Oh, he's he's there's been, like The last few games, he's been like a monster, you know, just getting to the rim at will, um, being a lot more efficient than he had been before. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I've come around on him. I think he could be a good piece on this team.
0: Two of the brightest spots, I think, over the last few games, especially since his return, Julius and R.J. Barrett. R.J. Barrett has been playing really well. How are you feeling about uh, R.J. Buster?
1: I like R.J. I think he... Any rookie, and it's crazy, and it's very difficult for us not to compare our rookie to, like, a John Morant, who instantaneously was an NBA superstar, like a Luka Doncic. Like, we have, as, like, our guy, we have such high expectations for quickly adapting to the game at the highest level in the world. Um, Whereas for some guys, it does take a little bit of time. One guy I'd like to mention, not that I'm comparing him to him in any way, Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant was not Kobe Bryant right when he came into the NBA. LeBron was LeBron. You know, Ja is Jaw. Luka was Luka. But some guys aren't. And some guys that are all-time legends weren't when they first came into the league. Giannis was you know, averaging six points per game when he first came into the league. Uh, it's just about seeing steady progression and seeing the potential. And I see the potential when it comes to R.J. Barrett. That was very high praise, but I really do like RJ.
0: Knicks fans would have traded Giannis in that first season for sure. There's no way
1: we would have been patient with him, right? No, the Knicks no probably chance. would have dealt him. <laughs> did the well? Giannis was picked 15th overall in 2013. Unfortunately, a bunch of teams. Although, did the what what pick did the Knicks have in 2013?
0: I don't know. I could look that up. You know, we'll let's see. How, let's see how fucking pathetic it is who we drafted. Um, the Knicks. Ugh. That 15 pick? No, we had the 20 24th pick. That. Year. Sheesh. Was that after our? That was that after our, our, our mellow uh, 54 win team or something? 20. That was 20, 2013. Yeah, so maybe. I think that's maybe what that was going after the 2012 there. 13 season. We yeah. picked Tim Hardaway Jr. with the 24th pick.
1: That. Not year. a terrible first round. Pick. Not a bad pick. That's actually a really. That's a really impressive 24th overall pick. Like that's a that's a sturdy 20. If you're a 24th pick. Is in the NBA five years after he's drafted. You picked well.
0: You know who's picked right after Timmy? Don't He's currently on the Knicks.
1: 25th overall
0: in 2013. What position does he play? Small forward. I did not know this. I only know this because I'm looking at Wikipedia. (laughs) Just for the record. So is it Reggie Bullock? There you are. you, You you knew that? Yeah, my hands are in my fucking lap. There's who, who I mean, else could it be? They only my have My hands like...
1: are on my lap.
0: Siri is on <laughs> yeah. uh,
1: the table. <laughs> right. Right.
0: My hands are on my lap. My my phone. Yeah, who is else on my could hands. it be? I mean half the guys on the Knicks, you know, are only in the, their second year on the team. All right, congratulations, Barry. At least let our guests get that right. So Buster, thoughts on the season. Yeah, you know, we're nearing the trade deadline. I don't know what your expectations were before the start of the season. If you thought, you know, like many Knicks fans, we were going to bring some, you know, some good basketball culture back to this team. So,
1: so speaking of bets, I actually yeah. did this fake bet um, where I put five thousand dollars on the Knicks to win the title and posted it. Um, As a joke, but everyone thought it was real, including ESPN, Barstool, and all of these outlets that decided to reshare it.
0: I placed a similar bet, by the way. And it didn't get any coverage anywhere. But I actually placed the bet. Not (laughs) $5,000. But what five, did I do, Barry? I put, like, 25 bucks five, down.
1: 5,000 is to win yeah. 3 million.
0: Yeah, no, I believe that. I think I did 25 to win, like, 10 grand or something like that.
1: You're crazy, man. Um, but, yeah, my <laughs> expectations were not that. Um, my expectations, honestly, my my hopes were to see RJ uh, and some of the new Knicks play well, and that was it. Like, I... would it wasn't a win-loss expectation thing for me. I thought that they maybe had a chance to slide into the playoffs in the Eastern Conference,
0: but not looking like it. Favorite Nick right now? RJ.
1: You just gotta, you gotta support the youth in the future. Um, so yeah. usually it's the best player on the Knicks, but right now... I'd say it's RJ, whereas Julius or Mitch, maybe. Uh, uh, but probably Julius is the best statistical player on the New York Knicks. So.
0: Have you gotten a chance to hang out or speak to Mitch at all?
1: Um, I've heard stories, um, and I've had some DM interactions, but I have, not, I have not hung out with him.
0: What kind of stories have you heard? Just that he's a very
1: like, low-key guy, which I could totally like very like quiet and laid back. Doesn't really go out or do, do anything like that, um, which as a fan, you love. You love to hear that.
0: So one of the things that's always been mysterious to me about Mitch is his personality on the court. Seems to like talk a lot of shit to other players. It gets under players' skin. Have you ever heard anything about what he might be like on the court?
1: Not about what he's actually said. I'd be, I'd be curious about that too. You know what I wish there was? You know how, like, NBA on TNT will occasionally mic players up and then, like, add that up for, like, all the clean, fun family stuff or whatever? Yeah. If there was a, 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 an uncensored version um, that they put out from, like, one or two, three, four random games a year. Like, the same way they do, like, random drug testing, they do random, like, microphone. Random alone, mics. Like, there random mics. Um, I think that would probably be the highest viewed series ever.
0: Any last words tonight, guys? Giannis and Tedakumpo in a couple years? <clears throat> what do you guys think? You, what do you think that you think that's possible? I wish it was possible. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you! You just got my hopes up for a second. No, on I'm, Giannis. I, I. Here's what I'll say. Um, I heard from
1: a couple people that his brothers want him to come to the
0: Knicks. Real, whoa! Hold on, for real. We could. We, why don't you talk about this at the beginning of the show? We could have spent an hour on this. <laughs> why are we hearing so much lately then about <laughs> Thanasis? Is that how you say it? Thanasis. Uh, he was a Nick. Yeah, he was briefly. But yeah. But I've I've heard like complaints lately that. He wasn't treated fairly by the Knicks, and Giannis and the Kumpo's dislike the Knicks organization because of that. And now here you're telling us that there are rumors that his brothers want him to come, may want him to come to the Knicks?
1: All I'm gonna say is I heard that from some people I trust a lot, who are very close with people high up in the Knicks organization.
0: That's just what I heard. So I'm hopeful. So people high up in the Knicks organization believe they might have a shot at Giannis. Where have we fucking heard that before? The way you,
1: the way you say it makes it does not it makes Doesn't it not sound, sound very good. likely. It makes it sound like every other free agency, but that is that is what I heard.
0: Yeah, I'm telling you, we got a shot at Giannis in a couple of years.
1: Yeah, honestly, we should just like keep putting our goals further and further out timeline. Yeah, you know,
0: it's always next year, next two years. Next decade. All right, man. Well, that's going to do it for the show today. Buster, if, if people want to find you, if, if they want to follow you, if they want to learn more about you, how can they do that?
1: Yeah, the best place is at Buster on pretty much every platform, at Buster Share on Twitter, at Buster on Instagram, uh, or any of the Hoops Nation platforms It's really the best place. But And the other place is, and I'm sure you've never heard a guest promote this, but I have a new phone number just for people to text me. Uh 917-970-2200. She's so gonna text that too and say hi. But
0: um, So so what do you what can they text you about? Anything? Anything, the
1: Knicks, whatever.
0: Who do you want to text you on there? Girls? <laughs> you're, you're you're 19. You <laughs> really wanna to talk to old men about basketball?
1: Yes. I love talking about <laughs> basketball. That's, what, that's literally what I've been doing for the last hour here on Wednesday night. So <laughs> no, what now, would you
0: rather what would you rather be doing than talking to Craig and Barry on this fucking show? Watching the next one championship. Oh, uh, we got to leave it at that. Guys, follow me on Twitter at Hard Knicks Life. You can follow Barry at Barry Dworkin. Text Buster uh, all night long, please. <laughs> or you can call us, right, Barry? That's right. You can call us and leave a voicemail 516. 516- 33 Mesh 1. Yeah, if you live, you listen to our podcast, if you like it, share it with your friends. Leave us a review. We're going to be giving away a Knicks jersey in the coming weeks, guys, so follow us on Twitter if you want a chance at that. Buster, thanks for coming on. Thank you guys for having me. This was a blast.
2: Yeah, anytime you want to uh, mix it up and talk Knicks. I appreciate it. You're always
0: welcome. Thank you, thank you. All right, guys. Until next time, it is a hard Knicks life.